We live an ocean apart. My really good friend, Jason Timbuktu in Stockholm, and me, Chef Marcus Samuelson, right here in Harlem. Our lives have forever changed because of a virus, COVID-19, Corona, Rona. So many questions. What's going to happen to us? Can we do the next gig? Will my restaurant ever get open again? What's going to happen to our families? We're all nervous. We all don't know about tomorrow. Please tune in to listen to This Moment, a podcast that deals with insecurities, food, culture, a conversation between New York and Stockholm. Check it out. So, um, tape one, coronavirus. Um, This is from my first recording diary on April 8th, just a couple of weeks ago, where we felt like we were on top of the world. Me, speaking into the microphone, while my wife and son were sleeping. Everything was coming together, knowing that we would open Red Rooster over town. But it's just how quickly things can change. A couple of weeks later, fast forward, we realized that nobody, not America, not New York, doesn't matter how many restaurants you have, um, the coronavirus is uh, coming here. And it wasn't this obscure thing in, in China that would stay there. It really also shows how interlocked we are. So it's scary times, you know, scary on every level that I've never been scared before. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, this moment... We wanted to start something. We've always been friends. We both have connections in New York and, and Sweden. We wanted to share our experiences, one from Sweden and one from Harlem. And we couldn't wait to find a production team at the time, so we just went ahead and started a podcast on our own. This is our first raw, self-recorded conversation to kick off this moment podcast. It's so strange, Jason, that this moment became the jump-up point for this project, for this podcast. Huh? Absolutely. I mean, we've talked about doing a podcast for years and uh, then this kind of rift in time just opened up with this global pandemic. And, uh, you know, you called me a few days ago and was like, mate, this is, this is the moment we should uh, start that podcast we always talked about. Mm-hmm. 
we're sharing the same reality. You know, the pandemic is going on here, but the reality of what things are like on the on the ground in in Harlem and what things are like on the ground in Stockholm are just vastly different. So I need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I need this download. I need to talk to you. Uh, I'm so happy we're starting this moment. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny and funky that a moment like this is the reason how we actually, like, we like stop, we mm. got to do it. And you and I have always come this Jojo life and identity life between partly Africa, but mostly Sweden and New York and specifically mm-hmm. Harlem. We've gone back and forth mm-hmm. where on different times, we, we, you know, obviously both of us lived in both places, but you were actually here about three weeks ago. What were you doing here? My book, A Drop of Midnight, was just published yes, and yes. Uh, released on March 1st, um, mm-hmm. right as the kind of rumblings of, of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic were starting, but we still didn't think that it was going to reach American shores in the way that it has. So my book came out March 1st and March 30th. Mm-hmm. My stage performance, I turned the book into a, a stage performance with monologue, storytelling, and music. That was supposed yes. to open at Harlem stage on March 30th. Now, obviously that didn't happen, but up until March 15th, I was still thinking that we were going to go ahead, that somehow miraculously it was going to happen. But uh, March 16th, I was sitting on a plane back to Stockholm. So landing, yeah. landing in Stockholm, all of a sudden, like, whoa, okay, I have you know, I was supposed to be in New York right now. I had planned and prepared for that mm-hmm. work for a year and a half. Now I'm here, you know. I just also think that project sort of personalized how we all think about things, right? Mm-hmm. That you planned, first of all, it's incredible. It's an incredible journey. And then being told to us from a book form, but also as a stage play. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, we at Rooster, we feel very connected to it because a mm-hmm. lot of those rehearsals um, are done at Guinea's with, with, with the lovely Gloria and Rekin Walker. But, and one of the big, uh, I think one of the, um, it was, was it Sunday night or Monday night where you guys threw in fabulous events, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody was in the room and the room was just jumping and it was absolutely amazing. So, we were just too creative, living our busy lives, very often married to our project, saying like, oh, yeah. this is the time I'm going to do that. Everything has to be planned. You planned it with your manager. You planned it with the staging. Just like any project, whether you, you go, mm. you have a nine-to-five job, you have a creative. This has taken mm. months, and the dates have gone back and forth. And mm-hmm. as all of us been like, what do you mean? What's going to happen to my project? But I'm here. And then you kind of start to realize, hey, it's not about my project anymore. No. It, this is bigger than that. When did you, when did that dawn on you? Do you think, Jason? I was in uh, Chicago. I think it was March 11th. I was in Chicago, and something. You know, I land. I I was. I've been in LA at doing uh, book events. I, I landed in Chicago to do a book event there on March 11th, and Chicago was pretty much going on with business as usual. But at the same time, you know, the, the pandemic was picking up stateside. And I, something just hit me that like, maybe, maybe it's not such a good idea 
to go mm-hmm. ahead with, you know, uh, to start the rehearsals for a drop of midnight. And maybe it's not such a good idea to actually uh, go through with the premiere on March 30th. And I actually called you that afternoon mm-hmm. from Chicago yeah. and was like, hey, Marcus, you know, I, you remember the call, <laughs> but I was like, I you know, what? I just wanted to kind of, I just wanted to kind of bounce that off you. And was like, you know, I'm thinking yeah. about maybe, maybe I shouldn't, you know, maybe I should postpone the stage performance. You were crystal clear. You were like, cancel everything, man. This is not, it's not about, just like you were saying before, it's not about our plans, what our, our aspirations and dreams had been previously. That, that's the same for everyone. But right now, yeah. all, all that is set aside because something, something momentous has happened, something nobody has planned for. Uh, unfortunately, you know, even the people that should have planned for it haven't planned for it. And to me, it was just like, it just one, it was just a 180 uh, uh, flip for me because I just realized when speaking to you that like, shit, he's right. You know, I can't, we're not going to be able to do this. The weekend before, the Sunday before, we did our Harlem walk that we always do. And you and I just went to uh, this amazing performance at the parlor on 160th um, yeah. and Edgecom and, and watching Marge. We were walking in Harlem and I just came back from Miami. We were ready to open our restaurant in Miami and the world just came crumbled in on me as well. And I just feel like because I was in New York and because I was specifically in Harlem, maybe it was easier for me to see Jason because he came to Harlem before it came to Chicago, before yeah, it came to certain places. Yeah. And we went also like Harlem is the epicenter of the epicenter, right? Yeah. So yeah. as I'm walking to work that week while you were gone, it's like tenfold of the, time, the amount of times that this got worse. So, yeah. you know, people started to leave town, but we decided to stay in town. And, and so on. But you got on that almost that last flight. How was that flight home? I want to talk to you about that. How did you feel? Well, it was weird. The plane was half empty. I was in a weird state of mind because, you know, when something like this happens, when nothing like this has ever happened, you know, to any of us, really, you know, uh, yeah. I think the people that are alive that can remember the Second World War they're the they're the human beings alive on the planet that can cl- most closely relate to when mm-hmm. something happens that just overrides everything like everything yeah. you know yeah we're raised you know i just realized that i've i've raised i'm raised in a place with such privilege you know that i've been able to take my future for granted not only have mm-hmm. i been able to take my future for granted kind of like you know I'm owed my future. You know, what do you mean? I've been working for this. I've been working for this. I'd done all the steps properly. Yeah. I'd, I'd written the script. Mm-hmm. I'd rehearsed it. I, you know, and then all of a sudden gone, you know, you, you sound like you, deser- new... you deserved it. Well, you deserved I mean, this moment. You were right. Well, this is just yeah. some of the emotions that were going through me. And, and, yeah. and at the same time, I'm realizing, but this is this, this is for everyone. This is like a blanket over everyone's plans. So I'm not just saying me on an individual level, even though that was the emotion that was going through me, but like all of us, take our plans, our tomorrows for granted. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but for me, it was, it's like I, I have a couple of numbers in mind, and I would say 25, 10. 
Those are the days, mm. those are the numbers that I think about. It's taken me 25, me and my team, it's taken us 25 years to get to this point. It took yeah. 10 days in March yeah. to ruin it. So I've been sh- really shaken by that. But then also at the same time, I'm healthy. My wife is healthy. Sign is mm-hmm. healthy. But th- those days, I'm going to take you back the first sort of week in March, which mm-hmm. you start to realize that that thing over there, and this also shows how connected we are as a world, right? A wet market mm-hmm. in China, deep in China, can wrap, unwrap everything. So I started to realize, you know, we have restaurants in eight countries. Mm. We're about 30, you know, our team is about 30 units, you know, in eight countries, many different cities. And one by one, they started to call in. What's going on? Well, it's not as bad as in Montreal as it is in uh, Stockholm, for let's say. Or it's not as bad in London as it is in New York. And every mm. place is different. And all mm-hmm. the managers, we started to call, we started to talk. Within a week, we started to shut place down one by one. One in French, mm-hmm. you know, Norway shut mm-hmm. down before Finland. Finland shut down before Denmark. Then Sweden kind of like stayed, stayed open. London shut down when New York shut down. And I'm watching this one by one. I ended up by the end of that week, that first week of March, Jason, not even pick up my phone. I was like, there's no point even. I'm like, I'm just going to leave the phone at home and go to work. Once you undress your business and you're back to zero, right? Hmm. And one way it actually felt, well, you know what? I came from a hut in Africa. I can draw strength from that. I've been an immigrant coming to this country with no money. I never did this for the money anyway. But then the second week was about all the logistics of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do people go on employment? What's security your staff? Yeah. Exactly. And what this has done is really shown how vulnerable a society like the United States is, the biggest, the richest country in the world in many ways, but still doesn't have a health care system, still doesn't really know you know, the unemployment system compared to Sweden is completely, completely backwards. So in many ways, this pandemic has really wrapped the papers off and shows really how vulnerable a society like this mm. is. I mean, it's, it's obvious to a lot of people and has been for a long time that the, mm. the, the, cap, the capitalist market economy yeah. is full of flaws, right? The capitalist market economy also depends on standing on the shoulders, heads, and backs of the majority, right? To feed yep. and, and to enrich a small minority. And that's one of the things that that this has really uh, uh, pulled the sheets from under. And now it's just obvious to a whole lot more people that, you know, uh, thinking that the market is going to come in and fix this is not necessarily true. No. What 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 countries need now is government. You know, they yeah. need uh, tax. No, real government. They need tax dollars uh, to mm-hmm. come in and help people like on the ground. You know, and if 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 it weren't for government money, if it weren't for governments having mm-hmm. tax dollars, then you know the market wouldn't fix this. What this pandemic has has I think shown to to like everybody, and then it's it's on different levels how much we we're actually you know willing to absorb and process that. Yeah, but it's also shown for me that once again, the poorest of the poor is the one that's going to get hurt the most, right? And not I mean, the yeah, it's, numbers is forever, right? Being a black yeah. man, we're both black men, uh, and the numbers started to come out now. Who is actually dying? Who's actually coming? 
not going to come back from this. It's largely African-American men. And all the yeah. underlying illness that, you know, the, the, the no access to healthcare for decades, right? So mm. there's a higher level of, let's say, diabetes. There's a higher level of asthma because, you know, our neighbors probably have the worst buildings and stuff. So all these underlying mm. pillars of the economy and poverty shows here, right? Mm. So when, when you think about uh, who's going to get access to a ventilator and, and there's not enough ventilators, while the poor person is, is being put, you know, uh, in the back of the bus again. So mm. poverty has so many other layers to it, and this mm. pandemic has shown that it's another one. Even the city, Jason, that we both love, New York City, it's almost empty. Most people left. And that was a yeah. big decision for me. I said to my life, I'm the captain of the ship. I can't leave. I got to be here. Like, this is my yeah. tribe here. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You know, the, you know I think that the blessings of being a black man is that we have so many different 
we have to almost live this double life and triple life, right? To, mm. In order to fit in society in many different ways. I mean, think about, you know, you, if you go to Rosen Gold right now, Jason, you can sit there. If you want to go and have a conversation at the Swedish consulate in New York City, you have a place there. Like last night you did SVT and you have a place there and you're a husband mm-hmm. and you're a father and, uh, and so on, right? So you can, so you have to live these triple lives, right? And you mm-hmm. can, you figure out how to navigate. And as an immigrant and as a black man and somewhere from the ties to Africa, this is, this has helped me. We all have different get-ups. We all have different things that, you know, help us mm-hmm. through this time. This has helped me. So I've been thinking mm-hmm. about what would my dad do? Uh, even to smaller extent, but also important for me, you know, my Swedish father came from a fishing village and he was the first mm-hmm. one to leave the village to go to university. And he always had doubts about that because at some point he shut down his father's business of being a fisherman, a long-standing mm-hmm. tradition, by going to university. So he was always in doubt about, can I live this double life between being a fishing boy, a kid, but also having to go through academia. So. It's a different extent when you deal, when you talk about Sweden versus versus Ethiopia, but mm. this both sides of my family have reinvented themselves, and yeah. that has been a place that I've been taking as a strength. You know, the third second week of this, Jason, because I had to pivot, I had to reinvent ourselves. Mm-hmm. We went into total um, charity mode. So for the mm-hmm. last two three weeks. We've been serving 15,000 meals for the media between oh, Miami, oh. Harlem, and, and That's Newark. That's incredible, Marcus. But, but I don't think I would have done it, Jason, without having the ties to Africa, without staring poverty in the eyes in Ethiopia, mm. without living mm. in Harlem. You know what I mean? So yeah. we draw from these places, you know, and it's been very, very important for me, you know. One thing that every morning is, though, has been your your spits, your raps, your beats. Every morning you've had <laughs> yeah. a quarantine spit. Tell me about yeah. that. Where did that come from? Uh, no, I, so like I was saying before, I was sitting on the plane home um, from from New York, going back to Stockholm, thinking about, well, wow, you know, I just kind of reflecting over my own privilege where I had expected, you know, what I had planned to happen. Um, and then just realizing that, well, it isn't happening and it's not happening for anyone, but okay, what type of, what am I going to do now? I mean, obviously I'm going back mm-hmm. to my daughter and my wife, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be great to reunite with my family, especially in this time, but what, you know, I'm in a creative void here. You know, I was supposed to be doing other work in another place, landed back in Stockholm, um, the first thing I did, I, was, I started uh, writing letters to, to old friends and family members that I haven't spoken to in a while just to keep myself busy. And then, you know, like day three uh, of my quarantine in Stockholm, I just uh, started, writing, started writing rhymes because that's what, that's what mm-hmm. I've done since I was 14. So somehow I just reverted back to my kind of the core of my creative being, which is you know, I'm a rapper. And so I got to just rap about these emotions, about the situations and conversations that I'm having. 
Rebecca text up from Brooklyn to South, yeah, and ain't stinked. I'm guessing Adam in London is feeling the same thing. Och Jessica som jobbar som doktor på SARS. Sa att om jag ser vitamin intravenös till dem där de mest behövs. En har den tillbaka att lös. Andan hos oss samtliga till Addis Abeba. Ma peeps in en kolal, Fabrika, Monique and James. Harlem stage, waterworks, brother Marcus. Sorry for your loss, I know it hurts. Pepper Sart, det rullar skridsvagnar i Hollywood. Stackar med mamma, men Lund verkar ha hållit sig lugnt. Timme Sart, Svante Sart, inga lopp. Jag ringde Mange precis, sa han var helt healthy Trish is on a mission to educate me, so thanks sister To the house in the south of France, to Annabella Nessa Det är fredag, vi får se hur helgen blir rapmässigt Men vill ändå lämna hem en liten världshälsning Quarantine bars, day four So for 15 days I've put up one verse each day to a different beat that I love, you know, different instrumentals from Jay Dilla to Jungle Brothers to um, mm -hmm. uh, Kendrick Lamar, whatever, whatever I'm feeling, and and just trying to process it as a as a type of journal, you know. Let me ask you though, because talking about, you know, uh, it's just amazing to hear that you've turned all your restaurants into community kitchens, and what is what is the feeling? What is the vibe there when you're standing there? And I'm guessing there's a long line of people waiting for food in order to be able to survive, you know, that the government isn't providing for them. You're, you're oh, no. helping them with that. It's small business owners in Harlem that are, are going out of pocket and, and putting in that time to make sure that the community survives, right? So yeah. what, what is the vibe? What is the vibe like, you know, on your... Well, you know, I think that uh, I speak a lot about being in Harlem, but also of Harlem, right? When and when you're when you're an immigrant and you move to a place like you're in Stockholm, but you're never really gonna be of Stockholm. Your daughter no. is the first one that's gonna be in yeah. and of Stockholm, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. as as in moving from Midtown to Harlem, my goal. This was a place that I wanted to be in and of, and I mean that in mm -hmm. the good times. You know, when you see roosters bumping on a Sunday afternoon and Dapper Dan is walking in and out and, you know, and ASAP is coming through, you've seen what that means. But it also meant something on the on the tougher days. And those are the days mm. that we're in right now. And that mm -hmm. walk from my house to the restaurant, crossing Lennox, walking up to 125, mm -hmm. it's always people. And now there's no people. It's spring in New York, so it's stunning. And, and, uh, um, but there's no people, so it's very, very like surreal, like out of a movie. But once you mm -hmm. get closer to one, two, five, it's basically methadone center. The 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 the, the medias are coming out of there and getting their fixes and getting no support. And I was like, we got to do something. This is just gonna mm -hmm. go back to, you know, you're talking about fifty, sixty percent unemployment. You're talking about a completely, completely lawless society. So mm. turning the restaurant into a community center was an idea, but doing it is completely different. Mm. Working that walk in that line every day, I'm going to do it today again. Mm. It is unbelievable. First of all, I've never been scared of working, right? But mm -hmm. I have gloves. Mm -hmm. I have my mask on. I put it on. Every time I put it on, I, I think about it. I don't want to get it. I, you know, I stay a little... You don't want to bring it back I, to your family. I don't want to bring it back to my... This is real, right? So Zion and Maya... Mm. 
And, you know, you, you don't mind working hard, but you've never been afraid of work, you know, going to work. This is a new thing for me, so I have to deal with that. And then when you stand the line and pass the food, so passing up the food, we have to learn different things too. It's not just so we, we have the dishes, two meals per day. How many? Four. That's the four. You doing both I mean, lunch and dinner, or lunch and dinner? Yeah, we do, but yeah, we're yeah. serving it in one serving, two serve, mm -hmm. two meals. But That's it's all about to learn new things. And so we get the food. We say, "How many in your family, ma'am? Or how many in family, sir?" They say four. Okay. Then we drop a a, a, a bag of, of four for salads, for fruit, piece of food, for for dishes, mm -hmm. and then we leave it on the table. And then they have to walk up. Right, and we have okay. to step away. Okay, so you're not actually do... handing it to you. Do, you're doing it at that distance. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. we've got to do it at that social dis mm -hmm. physical distancing because we have to learn that. But so that was a different way for me to learn. So even on the line, and, I've done it. In and how long is the line then? Because then people oh are standing with that distance. That line must be crazy. We start serving at twelve, at yeah. ten thirty already. It wraps around the block. Wow. So wow. when I get there around uh, 10.30, I start walking the line first and making sure everyone in the line are practicing social distancing as well. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard. I mean, if you're unmasked and you're having a dude come in and tell you, like, please, that's social distancing. But, you know, it's, it's not my job to edit them, but it's like, hey, they got to keep each other safe. But then also when my mood goes down or one of my cook's moods goes down or one of my, you know, Robert, you know, Robert, one of the guys that mm -hmm. does the, mm -hmm. the doors of our restaurant, he does mm -hmm. every morning prayers for the line. He, he, nice. he does, he makes sure the mood is up. And then when our mood is down, the line is, the, the people in the line is the one who said to our mood. They're like, what's up, chef? What's going on? You, you, mm -hmm. you staying fresh? Uh, you know, it's Harlem. So even if they're yeah, down, yeah. they're talking back and yeah. it's like, hey, I like, yeah. the, I like the meal better yesterday. What's up with you? You guys are going down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It, you still got to live, man. You still got to live. You're living until you're dead, right? Yeah. Yes. And I, I yeah. love that because that's, and I said to my staff, we still have customers. We actually, mm. we have, we doing the most important work ever. It's just different mm. customers. So, mm -hmm. so we turned a corner on that, and we were actually yesterday we were able to get Michael. The I, you know, we do the same work in Newark where we serve the first responders, the nurses, um, and so on. We were actually able yesterday we got a huge boost because Michael B. Jordan, the actor, the Black Panther actor, um, mm -hmm. um, he is from Newark, so he helped us. He joined us, and we raised a lot of money together to be able to serve hundred thousand meals in Newark alone. Wow. Uh, wow! Until June, so Michael that's, B. Jordan. That's so dope, Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Marcus, let me ask you because I mean Harlem Hospital is what uh, it's ten mm. blocks from Red Rooster yeah. in Harlem. Yeah, yeah. It must be. I mean, because I'm guessing there's not a lot of traffic on the streets. Is it like a constant flow of ambulances in and out? What's What's that like being so close to a place where you know that life and death is happening? You know, my my son Zion. He the the sound of ambulance now is like it's almost like the ice cream truck. You know, he runs to mm -hmm. the window every time. You hear it constantly. I mean, you heard noises in Harlem before, mm -hmm. of course. It was always mm -hmm. police uh, ambulance, but it was also overshadowed by the amazing people in Harlem. 
Right mm-hmm, now, since mm-hmm. there's no cars and no people, you can hear up to 150th Street from my house, and it's only wow. ambulance sounds that you hear. Yeah. There's so many bodies, Jason, so they take the bodies yeah. out at night. They have no place. So they're telling us all these stories already that the bodies go out at night because there's so many people dying. They can't God, keep yeah. up. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, right now, Jason, we, there's no time to process, right? I think mm-hmm. I will process all of us will process this maybe six months from now because we mm. don't even know. The scary thing with Corona is it's so many unknown. We don't even know what the new normal is going to look like. I mean, no, you I... know, that's why I don't know what the new normal is. I know that mm. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say I'm, I'm a little bit scared. Mm. I don't know what tomorrow is going to give, but mm. I'm also the silver lining in all this. Tell me for you, what has been, what is the one good thing? What is the positive thing out of all this besides your, your beautiful speech? Well, you know, rap. Hear, hearing you speak, Marcus, about the situation for you going through this moment and for your community and the community where you, mm-hmm. that you serve and live in, it's mm-hmm. just such a stark contrast. I mean, we know the difference between the United States and Sweden, but in a mm-hmm. moment like this, you know, Sweden being, a, 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 of course, a much smaller country, but also a country that for almost 100 years has built up a welfare state that over mm-hmm. the past 10, 15 years, they've been dismantling slowly, but it's mm-hmm. still, you know, a lot of the, the, the framework is still there. And when something like this happens, it is very, I think people here are not scared in the same extent that they are in, in where you are, because this is the moment where having a, a, a strong welfare system makes all the difference, you know? Yeah. Like people yeah. here can get, they, they're getting, like people here are getting laid off too. Uh, people are having to uh, deal with not having an income, but they mm. know at the same time that they will be compensated. Maybe not as much as they would if they would be working, but sure. the state is taking care of them, you know? Two things that I want to ask you before before we run. Um, silver lining for me has been I've been home more with my family, mm. and I really started mm. to question what what was I doing, what was I thinking. I know that the new normal for me. I don't know what that's going to be, but I do know that I'm going to take on less. And it's mm. probably been in a weird way the stop that I needed. Mm. Um, and I started to cook more at home. And yeah. I mean, just like you being a rapper, right? Like you go back to your basics. So I'm like, I did, I did a dish for my team, for my staff. Maya and I want to cook Ethiopian food. So we did injera from scratch, started two days mm-hmm. before. I was oven drying tomatoes because it wasn't tomato season. So I treat these like being already, I'm going back to the basics of being a chef. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And my, you know, we eating, I had like this bok choy and broccoli stew curry last night with the coconut rice. Wow. So nice. we're going into these like vegetarian food that has just yeah. been amazing too. I wrote an op-ed for CNN that we, we called for systemic change. And I said, one of the underlining uh, titles in the piece was, this is a moment for America to become a little bit more like Sweden. Right, mm-hmm. knowing that obviously, um, you know, the rest of the world constantly looked at for America and picked 
what's good about it. And then they go mm-hmm. back and pick what's good about their own country. And I think that's the right way to go. But America rarely looks outwards and look at other right. countries for something. And I True. think like, here's an opportunity to say, it's very patriotic to pushing up on your country, to pushing back and saying, how can we evolve? How can we do it better? And I felt like mm-hmm. this moment is a moment for America to say, Hoss, here's what we've done great, great, but here's how we can do it better. And that's basically what all creatives does all the time, right? Like mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. go back and do a record, you don't just say, oh my God, my last record was so great. Uh, you bring that with you. And then you said, mm-hmm. well, this is what, how I would like to improve or do something differently. Mm-hmm. I, we, we got to wrap up, but I got to say, yeah, yeah. Jason, this has been, I hope I need this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I need this download. I need to talk to you. Uh, I'm so happy we're starting this moment. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny and funky that a moment like this is the reason how we actually, like, we like stop. We mm. got to do it. And, mm. and uh, that's the silver lining for me. And I think that you will see a lot of creatives mm. coming out of this. Mm-hmm. You know, artists that couldn't go to studios, their work might be smaller. You know, musicians like yourself, um, you know, getting up and every day doing something. I've seen it from a lot of um, musicians just like posting something or DJ parties, you know, like DJ night, mm-hmm. doing like mm-hmm. quarantine parties. So mm-hmm. Hard hitting Harry, think, you know. Yeah. Yes, hard hitting Harry. Yeah. So I, I can't wait to see the creative response yeah. to this. I think uh, it, when, when it comes down to, you know, it's interesting, you know, your, your life has revolved around food, but you, what I love about you is how you involve your passion for art, music, mm. fashion into what you're doing. It's always like a holistic, you know, stepping in for those who haven't stepped in the Red Rooster on like a Monday mm. night, you know, it's yeah. a holistic experience. You have the food, but you have the music, you have the people, the fashion, the aesthetics are there. And it's a whole mm. story, you know, but I think in times like this, it reverts to basic things that people need. And obviously mm. food is at a forefront of that people need to eat, but music always has filled this function. And especially for people in the United States, going through the traumatic history that the country has had, the music yeah. has been a place of solace and sanctuary. And most of all, maybe hope, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think music today has one of those essential functions for human beings that we need it to just shut yeah. off the pain of things, you know, and just to be able to float for a moment, yeah. you know, for three minutes or five minutes and just float into Felakuti's uh, uh, rhythm or to Marvin's voice or, you know, Stevie's harmonica or something, just for a second to be like, you know, just take a breath, feel like, you know, there's still light, there's life in us until we die. I think music offers that, like, it just becomes more poignant today than any other day before this pandemic. You know, we, like, for example, like I was saying earlier, we expect that we're going to have a, a tomorrow. We, we want to be able to take a future for granted. But then what did we want to invest today to be able to have mm-hmm. that future tomorrow? And a lot of how our society is built up and how people are functioning inside that society is, is like, you know, I'm going to take as much as I can today and uh, uh, not give anything back. One of the silver linings in a pandemic like this is that all of a sudden, you know, that's, that's erased, you know, whatever you, whatever honey pot you were sticking your hand in, that's gone. 
So now mm-hmm. all that's left is like, who are you as a human? What can you put? What do you want to give mm-hmm. back? What do you want to give and share? You know? Yeah. So to me, that's been music. To you, it's food. It's, mm, it's, yeah. uh, I think a lot of beautiful things are going to come out of this. Um, nice. And I nice. think, and, 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 but I also, having said that, I also think that, you know, this pandemic is uncovering some really ugly truths about the capitalist system. And I think a lot of pain is going to keep on for a while, even after the virus has kind of died down a bit. A lot of that pain mm. is going to remain. You know, I, it's going to be difficult for a lot of people. People are losing, you know, my neighbor just lost her mother. Uh, her mom yep. died yep. two days ago, you know, coronavirus, yep. you know. No, it's real. Standing there, meeting her right outside the elevator, standing at, you know, six feet apart and seeing that pain in her eyes. Uh, I mean, this is just, yep. it's real, you know. And I, I yeah, think even more so where you are, Marcus. And I know you got to mm-hmm. go up and, and work the line today, too. And, uh, you know, we're thinking about you over here. And it's Thank beautiful you. work that you and your team are doing. And uh, I think, you know, put a speaker out there. Blast some Marvin for them while you give yes. them the food today, yes. you know. Yes. Just for everyone. Absolutely. Just for everyone, you know, because everything is going to be all right, you know. Yes. We're yes. going to survive. I mean, this, that, you know. That, that's I, one goal that I wanted to, I wanted to label these calls and these conversations and i want today's to be called it's going to be all right 25 10. it's going to be all right there you go i love that 25 10 bro 25 10 and remember marcus that there's one more number that hasn't been determined yet 25 years to build up 10 days to dismantle but there's a you know like phoenix out of the ashes you know you're going to build it up again so it might be 25 10 2 you know (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, man. I love you, bro. All right, love you, bro. All right, All right we'll, we'll talk again, again soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 